Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of today's Survival Show, where it is my goal to help you harness the power of choice to live life exactly the way you want it on your own terms and strengthen your resolve. And I like to put forth the quote Teddy Roosevelt once said, do what you can with what you have wherever you are. How do you like that little authority song by John Cougar Mellencamp? I I find myself relating to that song oftentimes. I fight authority, but authority always wins. Anyway, welcome to episode number 70 of today's survival show. Episode number 70. I want to thank all of you who are listening. Um, it's uh, 70 episodes is uh, surprising to me, and the and, you know the listener count just keeps on uh, going. The the feed burner stats keep growing little by little, and the uh, the total downloads went over 50,000 total downloads for this show not too long ago. It was sometime last week, I believe. I posted those statistics on the forum for you to look at if you like. And this episode, we're going to talk about denial. The major topic that I want to cover today is denial. How denial is such a powerful foe for a lot of people. You know, you've heard the term sheep bantered around quite a bit in the survival community. People talk about, you know, so-and-so is a sheep or a whole group of people are nothing but a bunch of sheep. I'm going to carry that a little bit further. I got some good feedback from a listener and I got an excellent email sent to me and I'm going to build upon that but use that as a basis and I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. And uh, we're going to talk about how we can basically uh, fight the forces of denial and how if you've got somebody that's in your life that you want to open their minds a little bit more towards at least getting prepared somewhat. Uh, perhaps this might be some, uh, an episode that you want them to listen to. Perhaps maybe this is something that they can you know, gain some ideas from, maybe open their minds a little bit. A couple of announcements real quick. Uh, website, todayssurvival.com. Forum address, todayssurvival.com slash forum, or just click forum when you're on the main page. And the date today is Thursday the 18th of February 2010, but you might not listen to this until the 19th, because once again, I am in my vehicle, as I am so often, doing 45,000 miles a year or so throughout Texas and Oklahoma. So by the time I finish up with my business today and get this thing posted tonight, there's a very good chance you might not listen till tomorrow. But anyway... Um, this should be a fun one here to listen to. The other announcement that I want to cover is many thanks to Chris Harper, also known as Ghost Rider, for that excellent interview on first aid procedures, which was episode number 69. Let me go ahead and extend an invitation out to anybody on the forum, or even if you're not a member of our forum, but you've been listening to the show and you've got some ideas or you have an area of expertise and you want to talk about it, Let's do an interview. Um, I'll give you a call using the program called Skype and record it, and we'll make a show out of it. So I'll extend that invitation. All right, let's dive into it because that pretty much concludes the announcements. Lieutenant Commander Spencer Baker of our forum and also of the United States Navy sent me an email, and he said, Hey, Bob, i got some information for you. You might want to use this in a show. And after I've read it about three times, I figured, yeah, this is good stuff. And it talks about how basically we have three types of people. We have sheep, we have sheep dogs, and then there's wolves. And I'm going to talk about the sheep, the sheep dogs, and the wolves. And we're going to tie this all together and talk about how it pretty much speaks to the power of denial. And some people uh, let that affect them too much. William J. Bennett gave a lecture 
uh, 12 years ago uh, in 1997 to the United States Naval Academy and there's some there's some older info in this email that I got that was sent to me there's also some new info that applies to today and I'll talk about that but he was talking about the fact that the people in this society in, in our society uh, many of them are sheep and what does that mean and again that gets bantered around a lot in the survivalist community he described it as sheep being kind gentle productive creatures now you think about that. I mean, when I was a kid growing up on a hobby farm, we raised plenty of sheep. And not only are they kind of stupid, but they are also kind, they're gentle, and they are productive creatures. And he says they can only hurt one another by accident. Isn't that the truth? You know, remember something about the murder rate in this country right now. I think the murder rate is somewhere around... Six murders for every 110, 120,000 people every year. An aggravated assault happens about um, four, four times per thousand people every year, somewhere in the neighborhood. So they're really not all that high in numbers. And what this really means is the vast majority of Americans are really not inclined to hurt one another. You know, I talk about this show being practical, and if you're listening for the first time, you've tuned into a voice of reason. This is a practical, common-sense show. I don't like to get into a lot of paranoia thinking. But what I'm talking about here is reality. And I'm not trying to, you know, scare you. I'm not trying to be an alarmist. And really, the statistics that I'm putting out show that uh, violent crime may not really happen as often as you think. However, I'm of the opinion where I don't really want to take that chance. I don't want to play around with my life. I want to be prepared. That is an area that I want to be prepared in. And that is being able to defend myself against violent crime if it's perpetrated against me. A little bit more on that later. But some of the estimates out there estimate that 2 million Americans every year, about 2 million Americans, are victim of violent crimes. And even that, even though that's a small amount of the total Americans, that's tragic. But if you think about it, you know, there's over 300 million Americans. So that means the odds of you being a victim of violent crime are a lot less than 1 in 100 during any, you know, given year. And since many violent crimes are committed by repeat offenders, typically it's the same thug doing the same thing over and over again because somebody wasn't defended and uh, didn't put the, put the guy down for good by using their concealed carry firearm to shoot the guy. You know, you realize that when you use your firearm to save your own life, you could be saving the lives of many others. It's one of the reasons why people carry a pistol. I got a little bit more. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later as well. But it's really a small number of people who are victims of violent crimes. But again, you know, a violent crime can be one of those very high-impact problems. Even though it doesn't happen very often, it can create a huge impact on you because you could be dead. So there's a paradox, and, and we have to grab both ends of the situation. We may well be in the most violent times in history, even though the numbers are low because of the threat of terrorism out there. We could actually be in one of the most potentially volatile and violent times in our recent history. 
But even so, that violence is remarkably, excuse me, it's remarkably rare. And one of the reasons why it is so rare is because most citizens are kind, they are decent people, and they're not really willing to hurt each other unless there's some kind of an accident or some kind of extreme circumstances that provokes them to do that, like a disaster. So therefore, they are sheep. Now, I don't mean this to be negative. I'm not trying to say that there's a, a negative connotation calling them sheep. Because, to me, calling them sheep is kind of like this example. I grew up in Wisconsin. The Wisconsin state bird is the robin. And this is kind of like a robin's egg, okay? A robin's egg is a, a pretty blue color. You know, when I was a kid, my brother and I used to find a robin's nest, and we used to think that those little tiny blue, innocent-looking eggs in that nest were kind of cool. And inside of that blue robin's egg is a soft and, and gooey creature that someday is going to grow into a really cool-looking bird. And I, I, I really like the way that the robins look. But that egg cannot survive without that hard blue shell around it. And there's never going to be a nice looking bird that's going to fly around in looking like a robin in the state of Wisconsin, for example, unless that blue shell is protecting that egg. And police officers and soldiers and other citizen warriors that are like that, they are that blue shell around that egg. And someday, the civilization that they're going to protect, sort of like what that blue shell is protecting, that little civilization inside that egg, the civilization that the citizen warriors and the police officers and our great military men and women, that civilization is going to grow into something wonderful. But until that happens, they need the warriors to protect them from the predators outside. And so that leads me into the wolves. The wolves feed on the sheep without mercy. And I have a question for all of you listening to this show. Do you believe that there are wolves out there that will feed on the flock without mercy? You should. If you don't, let me please wake you up. There are evil men and women in this world and they are capable of evil deeds and to deny that, to deny that is naive and to deny that is reckless. The minute that you forget or pretend that this is not so, now you are becoming a sheep. There is no safety in denial and I'm going to cover that a little bit later. I'm going to get a little bit into depth as to what I mean by that there's no safety in denial. None at all. You see, that's common characteristic of a sheep. They think they can feel safer. They think they can just make the problem going away by denying that it even exists. And then there's a group of people called sheep dogs. I would describe myself as a sheep dog. The sheep dogs live to protect the flock and they confront the wolf. Now, here's the problem, okay? Even though the wolves are the evil people and the sheep are the innocent creatures, the sheep dogs are the ones that seem to get the worst 
reputation. They're the ones that get the most flack from the general society. And unfortunately, that's what we see today. We see the sheep, the people are picking on the sheepdogs. And they're pointing the fingers at the sheepdogs saying, look, they're part of the problem. They're the paranoid people. They're the survivalists. They're the paranoid people. They're the ones walking around carrying guns on their hips. They have their concealed carry licenses and they're a bunch of maniacs. No, we're not a bunch of maniacs, folks. We're sheepdogs. We will confront the wolf. We'll confront the wolf a lot of times when nobody else will. And if some of you listen to my Handgun World show over at www.handgunworld.com, I like to say, why do I carry a gun? Because I can't carry a cop. And that doesn't mean to put down cops in any way. Because I like police officers. I just know that a police officer can't be with me 24 hours a day. I can't say, hey, wait a minute, Mr. Bad Guy, before you kick my door in, i got to get my good friend, the cop, to come over and protect me. More bad guys are shot every year by private citizens exercising their basic right to defend themselves than those that are shot by police officers. Okay? So if you have no capacity at all for violence, then you are what's called a healthy, productive citizen. You are a sheep. If you have a capacity for violence and no empathy for your fellow citizens whatsoever, then you are defined as an aggressive sociopath. You're a wolf. And there are plenty of those people out there. Does the Fort Hood shooting come to mind? Columbine shootings come to mind? But what if you have a capacity for violence, but you also have a deep, deep love for your fellow citizens? Then who are you? Then, then what do you have? You are then a sheepdog. You are a warrior. You are someone who is walking in the hero's path. You are someone who can walk into the heart of darkness... And you may walk out scarred. You may go into harm's way and you might come up banged up and bruised and scarred, but you're not deterred. Because you have that heart of a warrior. So when I say you have a capacity for violence, understand that sheepdogs, when they have a capacity for violence, it is for a cause of protecting their fellow man. And these are the people on the front lines. These are the first responders on September 11th. These are the brave men and women in the military. Right now, as I dictate this podcast, protecting the very freedom for me to even do this podcast. These are the police officers that do risk their lives every single day. And these are the private concealed carry holders. The private citizens who are concealed carry holders like me. That as I dictate this podcast, I am armed, and I will, if need be, I will be a sheepdog. And I will protect somebody else if they are in harm's way, because I believe it is my obligation to do so. Alright, now let me expand a little bit on these characteristics of sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Alright, we know that the sheep live in denial. And, of course, that's what makes them sheep. They don't want to believe that there is evil in the world. For some reason, they just can't seem to stomach it. They just can't fathom it. Now, I'm not sure why. You know, I'm not a psychologist, folks, and I could never understand why people have to have that power of denial. But some of them do. 
And some of these same sheep, it's really interesting their thinking. They'll accept that a fire can happen in their house, for example. All right, and they'll have all kinds of fire extinguishers, and they'll have the proper smoke detectors, and they'll take necessary precautions. And one of their survival preparations will be what to do if my house burns down. Okay, so they can accept that a fire can happen to them, but they have a hard time accepting the fact that some hoodlum might kick in their front door, and they may have to shoot that guy in self-defense. And so some of these same sheep that are protecting their homes against burglary and fire, a lot of them are outraged at the idea that there's an armed police officer in their kid's school. And, and the interesting thing is, is our children are thousands of times more likely to be killed or seriously injured by some school shooting or some violence in school than they are to be injured in their own home due to a fire. The odds are much, much greater something could happen to them at school than it could happen to them in their own home. But the sheep's only response to that possibility of violence in the school? Denial. For some reason, the idea of, of somebody coming in to kill or harm their child is just way too hard for them to think about. So they choose that path of ignoring it, of sticking their head in the sand. And some people call them ostriches. I just, I simply still stick by calling them sheep. They're denying it. And you know what? The sheep generally don't like the sheep dog. You know why they don't like the sheep dog? Because the sheep dog looks like a wolf. All right? He's mean looking. He's got fangs. And he has the capacity for violence. He must be evil. And you got a lot of politicians out there. I'm not going to name names. I'm not even going to name a certain class of politicians. But they absolutely hate. They hate the sheepdogs. Even though the sheepdogs are out there protecting their butt ends, they don't like them because they look mean. But you know what the difference is? The difference is, is that the sheepdog cannot, must not, and will never harm the sheep. And any sheepdog that intentionally harms the lowest, meekest little lamb will be punished and will be removed. The world cannot work any other way. But still, that sheepdog really bothers and disturbs the sheep for some reason. That sheepdog's a constant reminder that there's wolves hanging around. And I really think that's the big problem right there. Is because sheep like to live in denial. That sheepdog says to them, Hey, you know what? There are still evil people around here. There's still jerks around here that want to come and they want to harm you. And for some reason, that's just way too hard for the sheep to wrap their brain around. The sheep would just rather prefer that the sheepdog doesn't tell them where to go or doesn't give them any traffic tickets or, or doesn't stand at the ready position in an airport with camouflage uh, fatigues on holding an M16. The sheep would just rather have the sheepdog just cash in his fangs, hang everything up, spray paint himself white and turn around and start walking and acting and sounding like a sheep. See, the sheep wants the sheepdog to be like him because then he feels more comfortable until the wolf shows up. 
soon as the wolf shows up, as soon as the bad guy's there, then the entire flock of sheep try desperately to hide behind that same sheepdog that they despised just a little while ago. Isn't that a shame? And you know, you see it all the time in human nature. We saw it on September 11th. On September 10th, folks, there were all kinds of people who despised the sheepdogs. They, just, they despised our military. And on September 12th, in a matter of two days, they were trying to hide behind those lonely sheepdogs that were in uniform, carrying rifles, getting ready to go defend us. All of a sudden, now the sheepdog becomes the sheep's best friend as soon as the wolf shows up. How hypocritical is that? Think back to the Columbine high school shootings. I remember that day very clearly. Those kids were big, tough high school students. right? Or, or so they thought they were. And under any ordinary circumstance, they wouldn't even have the time of day for a police officer. They'd thumb their nose at a police officer. They had nothing to do, nothing to say. They had no use for a cop. All right? And I'm not talking about the kids who carried out the attack. I'm talking about the students in the high school. They didn't want to have anything to do with the cops. But as soon as that school was under siege, as soon as that school was under attack by the wolves, by the evil pieces of trash that attacked, uh, that attacked that school. Now, all of a sudden, the cops and the SWAT teams were all the... Uh, th that's who the students were clinging to. These, these students were clinging... To, you, you couldn't peel these kids off of the police and the SWAT teams that stormed that school. You had crying kids that were sobbing, grabbing on to the first responders. And this is how the little lambs, the little sheep, feel about those sheepdogs when the wolf is at the door. Let's go back to September 11th. When the, bull, when the wolf pounded really hard on the door. Like I mentioned earlier, all of a sudden, those sheepdogs became heroes overnight. Now, I want you to understand something. I'm not trying to say that there's anything morally superior about people who are sheepdogs. That's not the message that I'm trying to convey here. It's just a matter of what it is that you choose to be. And the sheepdog is also kind of a funny little uh, critter. All right, He's always sniffing around the perimeter. He's always trying to find whatever he can find. He's always checking out the breeze. He's always barking at things that go bump in the night. He's always looking for a righteous battle. Okay? At least that is the young sheepdog. See, a young sheepdog, when they're, when they're just learning to be a sheepdog, they're out there looking for a righteous battle. The older, wiser sheepdogs are the, uh, are the ones that tend to move around, uh, and they move to the sound of actual gunfire. They're the ones that move when they actually know that there's something going on. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the thinking. How sheep and sheepdog how they think differently. As I mentioned earlier, the sheep pretends the wolf's never going to come. But the sheepdog, they live for the day the wolf's going to come. Now it's game on. Now it's, as Todd Beamer, 
And Flight 93 said, let's roll. And if we think again back to the terrorist attacks of September 11th, most of the sheep, that is, uh, most of the citizens of America at that time, who were sheep, they said, thank God I wasn't on one of those airplanes. I was scheduled to fly that day, folks. And I sort of found myself saying the same thing. Thank God I wasn't on one of those planes. You know what the sheepdog said on September 11th? The sheepdog said, God, I wish I could have been on one of those planes. Maybe I could have made a difference. And of course, some of them did. When you are truly transformed into a warrior, you have truly invested yourself in the concept of being a warrior. And that's where you want to be. That's what you thrive on. You want to be able to make that difference. And folks, aren't we as survivalists, warriors? It may sound like I'm, totally, I'm talking mainly about police officers and military men and women. No. If you believe in preparedness, aren't you actually a warrior? And you're engaging in the warrior mentality. And you are preparing yourself. You're actually becoming a sheepdog. Or you already are a sheepdog if you believe in preparedness. Because you're no longer in denial now. Now you say, you know, things can and they will happen. And so you figure out what it is that's most likely to happen in your area or what's mostly likely to happen to you in your life. And as I mentioned, it could be something practical. It could be something common. Losing a job today is something very common. So those of you who are preparing as if you might lose your job, you are a sheepdog. You are a warrior. Even those of you who are getting more fit and healthy in your life. If you're going to the gym or if you're uh, doing some of the functional fitness exercises that Spencer Baker talked about in the interview I did with him a few weeks back. Now you're a sheepdog. You know that bad things could happen. You could get sick. You could get a disease. You're trying to prevent disease. You're sniffing around the perimeter. And you're saying, hmm, what could hit me? What kind of sickness could hit me? What could happen to me? Maybe I do need to eat right. Maybe I need to exercise right. Maybe just in case disaster does strike my area and I have to leave and I have to travel some way on foot, I want to be prepared. I don't want to be falling over in exhaustion if I've got to put my bug out bag on my back and walk 50 miles. You're now a sheepdog. So the sheepdog does have one real advantage over a sheep, and there's only one. And that advantage is, is that he is able to survive and thrive in an environment that typically destroys 98% of the other people. And there was research done a few years ago on individuals who had conducted violent crimes. Research done on, on criminals. And the ex-cons were in prison for serious predatory crimes. Assault, murder, rape, killing cops. And you know what? The vast majority of them said that they specifically targeted a victim's body language. They looked for people who walked kind of slumped over. Or people that had passive behavior. Or people who lacked awareness. All right, People who just looked around like they had no clue what was going on. I like to say there's three types of people in the world. There are those who make it happen, those who watch it happen, and those that don't know what happened. And that's who the criminals prey on. They prey on the people walking around that don't know, don't have a clue what happened. So they choose their victims kind of like a cat does. They select one 
out of the herd that's least able to protect themselves, and they pounce. So ladies, if you're listening to this uh, podcast and you have a concealed carry license, carry. If you don't, consider getting one soon. Now, there might be some people that are, are destined to be sheep and others might be more genetically inclined or genetically primed to be wolves or sheepdogs. But I truthfully believe, and because I open up every show by saying, helping you harness the power of choice, that power of choice is very, three very, very important words, power of choice. I believe that most people can choose what they want to be. And they can choose one of those three. They can choose to be a sheep, a sheepdog, or a wolf. And I'm proud to say, and I'm excited to say, and as I see the listener count grow in this show's, in my show, and many other shows like mine out there, I'm proud to say that it seems like Americans are starting to become more and more of the sheepdog type of person. The tea parties are a good example. And Edmund Burke once said, There is no safety for honest men, except by believing all possible evil of evil men. And here's the main point that I want to make, what I want to emphasize the most. And I want to make this point especially to the thousands of police officers and soldiers that are out there every year doing their job. The sheep... The real sheep that are out there, they're born sheep. And sheepdogs are often born that way too. And so are the wolves. Some of them didn't have a choice. Okay? But if you do have a choice, and I still believe that most people do have a choice, because you are a human being. You're not an animal. You're a human being. You have the ability to reason. You can be whatever you want to be, and you have made the conscious and moral decision to be a sheepdog. And I am proud of you, and I thank you. And to all of you who are just an everyday survivalist, you're just a private citizen, and maybe you're like me, you never served in the military. You know, you've heard me say on this show before, one of my biggest regrets is I have never served. So even if you're just a private guy like me, even if you're just an electronic salesperson like me, and you're choosing to prepare yourself. Now you are making that conscious choice. Regardless of what you were born to be. Regardless of what your parents told you. Regardless of what kind of family you were born into. It doesn't matter. Now you're, you're waking up and you're saying, Hey, you know, I can, I can choose. And you're choosing to be a sheepdog. Now if you want to be a sheep, then go ahead and be a sheep. That's okay. But you have to understand the price that you're going to pay. The price that you're going to pay when that wolf shows up. And unfortunately, the price that you might pay when that wolf shows up is that maybe you or your loved ones might die. And this is reality. This is not paranoid thinking, folks. This is reality. And there may not be a sheepdog there to protect you. Now, if you want to be a wolf, I'm not going to like it, but go be a wolf. But I'm going to tell you something, wolves. If you want to be an evil wolf... Be aware, there are sheepdogs out there that are going to hunt you down and never let you rest. And wolves, those sheepdogs are going to be your worst 
nightmare for as long as you live. But if you want to be a sheepdog and walk the warrior's path, then you have to make a conscious and moral decision every day. And see, this is a lifestyle. Survival is a lifestyle. It's not just something that you do for a week or do for a month or do for 60 days and say, all right, I'm done. Now I'm a survivalist. Now I'm a sheepdog. doesn't work that way. You have to make a conscious effort every single day to dedicate yourself, to equip yourself, to prepare yourself to thrive in the toxic, corrosive moment that might show up when that wolf comes knocking at the door. And the wolf doesn't necessarily have to be a terrorist. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody coming into a restaurant uh, with a loaded pistol and start shooting people. That wolf can be your boss that says, you know what? You don't have a job here anymore. That wolf could be a fire that burns down your house. That wolf could be the fall that your son or your daughter takes when you're outdoors on a hiking trip and cuts open their leg. And now you'll be prepared because you listened to episode 69 and you listened to Chris Harper. Gives you some first aid techniques that you can use in that situation. That wolf can come in many, many forms, folks. All right, let me tell you a story about something that happened in 1999, Fort Worth, Texas, not too far from where I live. In that incident that happened, a mentally deranged individual came into a church and opened fire. He killed 14 people. There was a police officer in that church that was not carrying his gun. And later on when he was interviewed, the police officer said that he believed he could have saved every life that day if he had been carrying his gun. And his own son was shot in that church. And all that the police officer could do was throw himself on his son's body and wait for him to die. If that was you, how hard would it be for you to live with yourself if you knew you had the ability to prevent that, but you didn't? Now, there are some people like the sheep. Oh my God, they'd be horrified. They'd be scared. They would not like it if they knew that the police officer was... Oh my God, you mean he was carrying his gun in church? They'd call him paranoid. They'd scoff him. But these same individuals, these same sheep, would also be outraged. And they would call for his head to roll if they found out that he could have done something and didn't. These are also the same people that are outraged all of a sudden when the airbags in their cars are defective. Oh my God, we can't have defective airbags in our Honda. That's just an outrage. Let's sue the manufacturer for millions and millions and millions of dollars. But no, we don't want the uh, police officer carrying a gun in church. These same sheep, they'll sue the manufacturer of the fire extinguishers in a kid's school if they fail to work. But no, that gun that that cop can't carry his gun in church they can accept the fact that their house might burn down or there could be traffic accidents and things like that must happen but no no we we, we certainly cannot allow the police officer to carry his gun in church so it is denial that turns people into sheep 
And as I start to bring this episode to a close, I want to say that, that sheep are psychologically destroyed by combat because their only defense that they have is denial. And not just destroyed by combat, but the sheep are also destroyed by any ordinary disaster. Because their only defense that they've ever known is denial. And you know what the interesting thing is about denial? You know what the really insidious thing is about denial? Denial kills you twice. Denial kills you twice. Denial kills you once at the moment of truth when you're not prepared for when the wolf shows up. Because you didn't bring your gun. Because you didn't train. Because you were not prepared for what happened. Because your only defense was wishful thinking. See folks, hope is not a strategy. And then denial kills you a second time. Because even if you do physically survive, you're psychologically damaged. You're shattered. You're shattered by the horror of what happened to you. And you weren't prepared. So you deny, or you get killed once at the moment of truth. You may get killed physically. And even if you survive, you get killed again psychologically and talk to anybody who has been through a violent event talk to anybody who's even suffered a, a, a major weather disaster and came through it talk to people who were not prepared for that and they will tell you about the psychological trauma and the psychological pain that they went through after the incident denial is a save now pay later type of a scheme if you think about it, you may save yourself the grief now, but you're going to pay for it later when something happens. And so the warrior, or in other words, the sheepdog, has to strive to confront denial in all aspects of his or her life. And they have to prepare themselves for a day when evil might come. And if you're a warrior, and let's talk about concealed carry for a minute. If you're a warrior who is legally authorized to conceal carry a weapon and you step outside without that weapon then you have now become a sheep you're pretending that the bad guy is not going to come that day now I realize that nobody can be uh, vigilant 24-7 for the rest of your life you can't walk around with your game on attitude all the time everybody needs some downtime and I'm a firm believer that sometimes we just have to, take a, have to take a break from all this. Sometimes one of the most productive things that we can do as a survivalist is take a break. Take a break from all the stuff we're preparing for. You know, because sometimes it can wear on you. Sometimes it can get, make you just a little bit negative. Sometimes you can find yourself going, oh man, another thing I got to think about today. So sometimes just getting away. I don't care if it's taking a nice vacation. I don't care if it's spending some time with your family. I don't care if it's putting on some good music, uh, listening to a comedy routine and laughing for a while. Or just taking a good getaway somewhere. Go to a beach and uh, sip pina coladas for a few days. Something. you got to have some downtime. And then when the downtime is over, it's back to being game on. After you've recharged your batteries. 
And so, in closing, I want to say this, that becoming a sheepdog, becoming a warrior, it's not an all-or-nothing matter, okay? It's not a, it's not a, I've, I'm either all the way in it or I'm not. It's a, it's a matter of small steps. It's a continuum. It's a gradual process. It's a step by step, as Dave Ramsey says in the Financial Peace University course that I took. Baby steps. You take a lot of baby steps, a little bit, a little at a time towards your goal. And there's very few people who live completely on one end or the other. Most of us are living somewhere in between. And since September 11th, almost everyone in America took a little bit of a step towards that continuum, towards that process of becoming a warrior, becoming a sheepdog, and took a step away from the denial. And so the degree in which you move through that continuum, the degree with which you take those baby steps, the pace at which you take those steps, away from being a sheep and being in denial and towards being a warrior and sheepdog, the degree in which you do that is also the degree in which you and your loved ones will survive. And I mean survive physically and psychologically. And as Cody Lundeen says, survival is 90% psychology. So thank you for tuning in to episode number 70, folks. My name is Bob Main, where it is my goal to help you harness that power of choice to live life the way you want to on your own terms and to lose the power of denial, to get rid of denial in your life once and for all in whatever area that you might have some denial in, to get rid of it, to step away from it, to step away from being a sheep and being more like a sheepdog and therefore strengthening your resolve. And as Teddy Roosevelt once said, do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Catch you next time.